Well, today on Rethink Real Estate, we've got Chris Gurney, who is a very, very big agent up in the Washington area. Um, we've just started our outreach program of reaching out to agents in the Washington state area, more specifically Seattle. And Chris is one of the agents with EXP growing a very large team. Um, as you'll hear him talk about, give a few outlines of what he's done in the volume of deals that he's done over a 20-year career. Now, Chris has reached out to us after us reaching out to him about our non-distressed auction platform and looking to implement it in his business. Chris hasn't done any auctions with us yet, but we thought we'd take the advantage of somebody that was comfortable speaking to our audience about why he thinks that this could be a, a very effective department within his business that he could ultimately take advantage of being ahead of the curb and ahead of the rest of his marketplace. Now, we're going to have Chris back on at some point after he's done a few auctions to give his assessment of it good bad or indifferent we want to give you that raw feedback but enjoy the episode with chris i certainly got a lot of insight to his thought process with the auction strategy and why he thinks it will be wonderful in his business thanks so much welcome to rethink real estate my name is ben brady and this is a real estate podcast aimed to deliver sales strategies marketing tips and business insights from industry experts and myself to build a listing-focused business for the future. Let's get into it. Well, Chris, welcome to Rethink Real Estate. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Well, mate, I'm I'm actually very fascinated with your business. And the reason I'm fascinated is that we had an opportunity to meet only last week um, or really at the beginning of this week um, because well, at the moment we're running a campaign where we're pushing into Washington State in order to you know, partner with like-minded agents in the non-distressed auction process that we have. And you were one of the first people to reach out. So first of all is that I have to commend the people that are the first um, people into any marketplace that we move into that reach out to us after we reach out to them because it means that they're the most forward-thinking people within the marketplace. Um, so I think there's a big congratulations on that perspective. And, and again, not that you need my gratitude or, or my approval because you've been running a very successful real estate business now. It, has it been 20 plus years? How long has it been? Uh, it's 19. It's my 19th year. Yeah, 19th. it's gone, gone by fast. And you've got a team of, of over 15 people, correct? Yeah, we're, we're, we have about uh, 25 people on the team, uh, okay. you know, six, six admins on top of that. And we work with uh, roughly about uh, seven lenders. Okay. And if you were going to describe your business in the way that you guys are like a listing focus, buyer focus, everything focus, like what's the type of focus when it comes to your real estate business? Yeah. So, so our focus is the relationship side of the business. So we focus heavily on the relationship and the process. It doesn't matter if it's listings, rentals, investments, we're, we're very, very focused on that relationship, that customer service and the speed of it and um, getting results. So give me an understanding of how you really focus on that. Like what, is there a mission statement? Is there an induction program for your people? Like how do you really make a clear focus on that as a primary objective? Yeah. So, so in the, in the, in the beginning, you know, the, the team understands is, uh, that we focus on the relationship side of, of the transaction and parts of the transaction uh, come up that we have to complete. And, and while we're going through those processes, in the end, we get paid. But it's a, it's a really, really important um, factor in our business that we have a high level of communication, a high level of customer service, follow through, um, and we have the right systems and processes that uh, bring the same, you know, the same beliefs in what we do. Yeah. 
And I suppose it's around the like-minded nature of the people that then you bring on to your team as well to ensure that that is their primary goal. Because there is a great deal of what we call body shops out there that people are just focused on getting as many bums on seats so that then they can churn through as many deals as possible. It sounds like obviously having a 19-year career that you're a repeat and referral type of guy focusing on that relationship element. But the one thing that I've I know I've noticed about your business already, just in the short time that we've known each other, you cover a pretty big geographical area yeah we've i purposely have gone into different areas so if the market trend tends to tighten or change uh we're we're, we're, we're protected so yeah. we cover from wenatchee washington to yakima to bellingham um snohomish king pierce uh, all the way to the border of uh oregon okay and and i guess that if you were going to give a bit of an idea of what's going on in Seattle real estate or Washington real estate at this point, what would you say the marketplace is like? You know, it's, it's, it's still booming. It's, it's busy. It's uh, it is definitely um, a booming market, but you still have some of these properties that are sitting a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, it's starting to flex, I would say Um, not to the point where, you know, the news media is talking about it a whole lot, but we're definitely seeing that. You know, some homes are sitting a little bit more than others. Yep. And Seattle still seems to be a destination location where a great deal of people are moving to that location versus people moving out, say, like the Californias of the world. Yeah, correct. Yeah, a lot, lot of dot com, a lot of, uh, you know, online businesses and people are, are relocating and, and, and coming here and uh, in droves still. If you were going to give the audience a bit of an understanding of some of the marketplaces that you think are the best marketplaces in Seattle, say, um, is that is that w- if you were going to be investing your money today, where would you be investing from an infrastructure perspective? Yeah, you know, right, right now what I'm seeing is Shoreline, actually. Shoreline, Washington is a great area where the uh, upzoning is starting to happen at a high level. Um, so you got a lot of opportunity there. Uh, even Ballard is still a great area, Ballard, Washington. Um, a lot of upzoning happening there. So a lot of, you know, futuristic development opportunities. Um, and then they just changed some of the laws over in the east side. So Kirkland, Bellevue, Redmond, Sammamish, uh, Mercer Island, where you're, you know, you're going to start seeing some more development opportunities on, on the purchase power that you uh, inject. Yeah. I I just, the thing that I was so surprised at looking into the Seattle market, because obviously our journey within Harcourt's auctions has been, you know, we've been doing auctions in California, Nevada, Oregon, you know, out to Hawaii, up into British Columbia and Vancouver. We really haven't done a great deal within Washington itself. Hence the reason we've moved in, trying to target that area over the last two weeks. You're literally the first person that reached out to us and, and we engage with, and obviously a very accomplished agent doing over $900 million worth of real estate transactions actions you know at the end of the day the thing that i'm so surprised is the pure how vast that market is and the difference in you guys have all price points like you don't see it very often where you've got 10 15 20 million dollar properties all the way down to three hundred thousand dollar condos all within the same geographical locations yeah it's pretty interesting it's uh well versed for sure i mean i've i've i remember when i first started the you know first deal i ended up doing was an eighty thousand dollar manufactured home and and then it went all the way up to a, a six million dollar purchase, you know. So it's it's definitely um, it's never boring. I think that's why I love it so much. Is there's always something new and different that we're able to work on and, and get our hands on. It's great. I love it. 
just for those that are listening that are less experienced than you are, Chris, is that what is the thing that keeps you going? Is it that is that every day there's something new or like like at the end of the day, you've been in real estate a long time now. Like what's the what's the push? What's the what's the driving force that keeps you going in it? I think being able to help help people. I think my focus now in my business, you know, in the beginning it was like, oh, sell houses, get as many transactions closed as possible. And now the driving force is the relationship within that person that you're working with and how do you help them, you know, get to that next stage in their life. You know, either they're selling and they're downsizing because they're at a, at a certain age, you know, they're 60, 70, 80 years old, or they're the first time home buyer at 20, I don't know, I think a 21 year old was our last closing, a young first time home buyer that has no idea what they're getting into, you know, and I, I relish that, that moment to be able to be a part of that. Yeah. And work yeah. through my team to do that too. It's a, it's a yeah. big deal for me now. Where does a lot of your business come from primarily? Like again, obviously repeat and refer- referral is a big part of it because you've been there so long. But what, if you, like, let's say that you've got to crank the business up, what do you do? Uh, I, I do a lot of lead gen, you know, so PPC ads, so pay-per-click ads for Google, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, um, all the way to probably have about between 25 and 30 referral companies that I've worked with for 15 years that'll send me the referrals. Um, but it's a big, big push uh, of online lead generation. We probably, I would say 65% of the closings that we do are total strangers that don't know who we are. And we have high level conversations that turn into transactions. Can you walk the audience through like where exactly you're advertising? Like you said, TikTok, Facebook and everything like that. And what exactly are you advertising? So we, we run ads that are, they're served to a certain consumer that we're looking for. So we'll do the data analytics and, and find out who's relocating from other states and what areas they're looking in for Washington. And then we'll run ads to serve an ad in front of them. So they click on, literally they click on it and they fill out information and then our phone rings. Okay. Well, that's, that's you know, that's the ideal business from a perspective yeah. of inbound. <laughs> it's yeah, funny. It's great. It's funny, you know, like where Chris and I, um, Chris is our marketing manager. He lives in Washington. He's um, um, uh, he's in Tacoma. Um, where he lives, okay. and he's our director of marketing, and does all of our online stuff. So the so the so that technically the person that the person that sent the emails from me, he's that guy, you know, doing all the online stuff as well. And it, we just did a training session, you know, recently on our podcast around that and having agents having a focus on it because if you're not doing it, it's like literally missing a department of your business now because it's just such a large portion of the marketplace now. I, I, I agree with you heavily. I mean, when I, when I first started in, what was it? Oh, oh four, <laughs> end of Oh three, going into Oh four, I knew nothing of that. Right. And I think that was the, that was the big change for me is when the, when the crash happened, I had to figure out how to generate business. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the ways that I did it. I started posting, you know, little ads online and then dialing, literally dialing for dollars. That's, that's exactly how it's very archaic comparably to what I do now with the CRM and dialers and, you know, admins that help with follow up. Uh, but back then it was just a one man show. Probably gives you a greater appreciation for the business that you've built now considering. hundred percent. I can't. Yes. I can't tell you. It's, it's, I just say t- I'm breathing a sigh of like relief because you just brought me back to when that was going on. And d- yeah, big time. I, I know just like what you said, I can turn it up. 
and we can generate even more business. Or if we want to level it back down, we can do that as well. Uh, back then, I had I had no clue. So I, yes. It- yeah, it's funny the level of anxiety that probably you carry around doing that day in, day out, you know, from and then being able to then get a little bit more passive approach to the business through that online part of it. And obviously the value adds. And that sort of leads me to this next part as well is that you've got a guarantee sale program or something that you advertise that has given you a real edge in your marketplace. Yeah, you know, we, we have a what we call a, a worry free listing. Okay. <laughs> so. There's a couple and there's and it's and it's set up where there's a couple different options on, on what the client decides what they want to, you know, have if they they want to not pay anything, if they want to pay a low fee and then if they want, you know, the full the full package, there's there's different pricing for it. And at any, at any time they're unhappy with us, they can fire us at any time. Yeah. And, yeah. and we we state that. And, you know, it's the same thing with like the marketing we will outmarket and push that home as hard as we can to the general public. And I think this is where it segues right into why you and I are speaking is that I'm not a guy who runs his team or runs his company that's inside the box. We are always outside of the box. Our goal, my job is to be ahead of the curve, ahead of everyone else, right? If I'm not three to six months ahead in the market, I'm failing not only my myself, but my agents and my clients. So I need to be ahead of everyone else. And that's why I've you know, decided to work with you guys is I see a, a great need in something like this. It might not be the great need right this second, but it's going to be very soon. And I want to be well versed in it and be able to offer these amazing services to our clients. So when it, so leading into that auction conversation, and you've you've segued us in there beautifully, by the way. So thank you. Is that I guess that the the interesting part was is that obviously when we first spoke, we did we, we you wanted to hear about our credibility, who we are, and what we do. Um, but there was this there there was this already this affection for auction, Chris. That that I felt from you going, hey, I'd already kind of seen this before, um, and. And can you give me a bit of a background on that? Yeah. So, so obviously with how long I've been doing this, um, I, I worked for the banks at one time uh-huh. when the banks were selling their, you know, they had tons of assets and they needed to sell them. Right. So they hired me to sell their properties. Um, I did short sales and I did bankruptcy sales. And then I also worked for auction companies that would be hired by the banks to sell their assets. And they were mad frenzies when these when these properties were getting on on these auction sites. <clears throat> and because organically, that's going to happen. People don't want to lose. And if they can see things happening in real time, people are going to lose their minds. And I love that. I want <laughs> I want I call it controlled chaos. Yeah. You know, when we list a house, that's what we do. We do controlled chaos. You know, we'll put 150 open house signs up gigantic flags and all the fanfare when we when we do our open houses yep and it comes and it comes down to you know the nature of what auction is and the perception of what it provides you is that i said to i said it was funny i was speaking to somebody today and and i said that our job is to manage greed on a buyer's perspective and manage fear on a seller's perspective is that but real estate is this contradicting animal where where ultimately is that 
when I say contradicting, you have to feed the greed to get more people through the front door, but then you have to manage the greed that then you've created in making sure you maximize the amount. And auction is the perfect contradiction in order to, for a, for an, a really contradicting industry. It feeds the greed by the word auction and the opportunity, and then obviously the price of which we, we market the property at. And then it manages the greed by the level of competition or the perception of that competition leading into a set date. So it's really it's a really clear mix when it comes to that frenzy side of it. But I guess that when you're looking at making sure you're three to six months ahead of people, how do you think auction will give you that edge, Chris? Well, I I feel strongly that right now we're going to be able to add in this portion of the sales process that no one else is doing. Mm -hmm. And every, I, everybody's going to start coming to, um, coming to a site like this that is higher level thinker investor or person that's looking to purchase that doesn't want to deal with all the, I don't know, the, the ins and outs of the negotiations. It's very simple for them. They can see right, right where they need to go and they can make the decisions and get what they want quickly. And mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot more consumers. I feel that we're going to see go into that realm. Even yeah. I, I feel, I don't know how many total, but, I feel with the age demographic of who's going to be buying next and who's going to be selling, you know, the baby boomers, there's at least 15 years of, of, of those clients that need to buy, that need to sell, then buy and downsize. A lot of those people aren't going to want to deal with a lot of people face to face. You know, they're going to want to do things privately. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I feel strongly that if we can stay ahead of the curve, offer something like this at a high level, package it professionally, which we will. Um, and also in our, in our uh, presentation, package it professionally, we're going to have a high level of success of conversion. And I guess that, you know, when it comes to the way that you're going into a presentation, it's about options by the sound of it and making sure that your team is providing a seller options. But there was one portion of this that you were very, um, it was actually you that mentioned it. It wasn't us. You know, we, we love doing this type of stuff. We have what's called an auction accreditation where we come in and we train your team and we get them up to speed. You were the one that was very, very set on that in the very first degree is like, hey, I don't want my team offering this until we really know it, ins and outs of it, how it works, how it functions. And you were very set on that. Why is that? Education's king. If you can't, if you, if you can't sell something and educate the client, on, on the process of what's going to happen and all of the perks and all the greatness that's going to come from using this system, you, you, you fail them. Mm -hmm. I, and you can't just go into something, you know, eyes wide closed, <laughs> wide <laughs> and closed. You can't do that. You got to be able to see, see the direction you're heading in and then be able to have a high level conversation with that client mm -hmm. and educate them during that process. Right. I mean, it's, I'll tell you right now, I, I know the agents on my team could sell this right now and get people yep. to sign up. But if we can't educate the client and feel really good about it and understand it, we're failing ourselves and our clients. And I, I've, I believe firmly that you need to be able to have a high level conversation with the client and educate them on the whole process and everything you're offering. You know, that that's a uh, that was some of the things with the communication. That's what I learned with 11 years being at Nordstrom. Uh -huh. Big deal. Big deal for me. Yeah. 11 years at Nordstrom, really? Oh, yeah. Yep. Shoe dog. Sold shoes. Sold well, that's shoes. just a great, that's a great segue into what you're doing. <laughs> oh, I was, you know, I didn't, I didn't really think of it at, at first, but, you know, 
at the end, I, I step back and think about it, I'm like, wow, all that really did work out. All those shoes that I was throwing around. I mean, the Nordstrom, you know, family taught me quite a bit, you know, and, and, and I think the hard work and customers always right. And the follow through and the communication is where that came from and teamwork big time. Do you have an affection for shoes now or not? <laughs> yeah, I got a couple pair. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I got a couple get, pair. <laughs> there you go. Well, getting so so leading back into this, that it, it was a distinct opportunity that I took when when Chris. It's it's very rare that I find somebody that I think that like that we don't really know each other really well. You and I haven't got an established relationship at this point. You haven't even done your first auction yet, and that's one of the really exciting parts of all of this that I really wanted to show people that not only um, are you really confident in the entry of it into your marketplace, but we're so confident in our experience with auction and entering it into the with the right agents with the right mind mindset like yourself, that we really wanted to document your journey through this. And um, and I think that this is going to really shed some really good light for people that are that are that viewing all over North America and all over the world, our podcast, to show the true process and the transformation of this. But again, it's probably a question that I've already asked you already on the podcast, but what do you hope that auction does for your business? I, I hope it to double or triple our business, number one. Number two, I I hope to bring a service that no one else is bringing that has a high value for our clients. And I think that's, that should be the biggest, the biggest why for anyone like an agent of what they're trying to bring, right? They want to bring something that no one else is doing and they're bringing more eyes to the property, more opportunity to get more money for their client. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, the the thing that I applaud is your foresight in order to just see a different method of sale and not just simply go to your clients with a price reduction or whatever and add another tool in your tool belt. It just ultimately speaks to the service that you're providing them. Um, but um, final thing that I'll ask you as we round out the podcast, Chris, is that what's the future of real estate look like for you? Like, where, what 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 does your business look like in two, three, four, five, ten years time? What does it look like? Uh, let's see. Well, so we'll say ten years time. I'll probably be coaching a little bit more. But in okay. two years time, we'll, we'll probably, we're probably going to be in Las Vegas with a team. Five years time, we're going to most likely have a team in California. So I'm going to be going on the road with this. So any, any team leaders out there that are looking to, you know, join a forward thinking person, you know, uh, let me know. I'm looking for good people. Well, you seem to have the online side of the business absolutely nailed. And I'll be honest, I didn't really know that a great deal of that before leading into this. And it is a, a one thing that we push very heavily on this podcast and in within the concept of people building real estate businesses. So at the end of the day, I think it's a incredible mesh of what we're doing and really looking forward to the journey of auction with you, Chris. Thanks for joining us on Rethink Real Estate. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Y'all have a great weekend. So about 75% of our audience hasn't liked, followed, or subscribed to our podcast. It would mean the world to us, and it would help this podcast more than you know to expand our reach if you were to like, follow, or subscribe on any of the platforms that you're watching or listening on. Thanks again.